If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I'm really excited to get into today's episode. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. All right, let's do this. What you feed grows and what you starve dies. You know, this was a realization for me that I had early on in my professional career. I realized that anything that I gave my time and my attention to in a positive way really flourished. And anything I gave my time and my attention to in a negative way really wiltered. It really just fell apart. So so let me share with you what I mean. You know, personally and professionally, relationships that I invested time in, attention in, really focused on, put all my energy on in a positive way. They really flourished. My bank account, my investments, my Prospective clients, my clients, my relationships, personally, friends, family, significant others, my kids. Whenever I really focused on with a positive outlook in any one of those areas, each and every one of those areas continued to grow, continued to blossom, continued to get even better. Now, on the other side of that, when my focus was in a negative attention or in a non-positive focus, like worry and doubt and lack of confidence in my businesses or my relationships personally and professionally or my bank account or my credit or I could go on and on even when I had a job and and things happened, you know, body climbing or 9-11 or corporate politics or all of that, if my energy, if my focus focused on what it was I didn't want to happen, that's typically what happened inevitably. 
So I want to take you back to my days in corporate America and then follow through with to present time. You know, for me, I've done a huge journey in personal and professional development for a very large portion of my life. You know, of course, I went to school because my parents made me and the system made me. And yes, I continued my education in college. And yeah, I was in the military and that really taught me limitations and capabilities that I didn't even know existed within me. I was an athlete, you know, I played basketball and softball just about my entire life. So coaching was always a focus of mine. You know, we always went to all-star camps and basketball camps and softball camps. And, you know, I always made all-star teams. And, you know, I never second-guessed my capability on the field or on the court. I never second-guessed my capability in the classroom or in the military. When I got out and started working in a job, I never second-guessed my capability in any job I did. I, there were some jobs that you know I wasn't really thrilled about doing. There were some jobs that uh, was exactly that. It was a job. And then I started really finding a career, my passion. And that was when I really got involved with selling and sales. And I very easily, very quickly became very good at it because I focused on the customer. See, before I ever became a salesperson, I was a buyer. And because I was a buyer, I learned very quickly that sales is all about servicing the needs of the prospective client. Always avoid telling them what you think they want to hear, what you need them to hear, and tell them exactly what reality is. Because if you attempt to misrepresent reality, then it's eventually going to bite them in the butt. You know, I, I was in the high-tech industry, so deadlines were huge for us. I sold the components that went inside of computer products and cell phones and games and all of the electronics. And when because we were so deadline driven whenever a salesperson would give me a false delivery date or or sell to me a hundred percent off pricing reality was if it put our production line down it hurt us i always had utmost respect for the salesperson that told it to me straight told me stacy reality is this we can't do it at that price and we can't do it at that delivery and there's a manufacturing shortage and there's an allocation and no matter what people tell you you're not going to get parts within four weeks it's going to be four months you know that would allow me to communicate to production that would allow me to communicate to management that would allow me to communicate to our end customers so that they could plan and prepare however very few salespeople really ever showed up like that most salespeople would tell me what they thought I wanted to hear, which would then turn around and put me in a position to where our production line would go down 
And then we would have to lay people off or send people home, and that impacted an immense amount of lives. So when I did shift gears and started on the other side, I got really clear sales was about serving. Sales was about really understanding the needs of the client, the pain points of the client, and truly showing up in a space of transparency. If I can do it, I'm going to do it. If I can make it happen, I'm going to make it happen. And if I can't, I'm going to be the first to tell you. And that was a huge lesson for me in my professional journey because I realized what I fed grew regardless if it was good or bad. And the more honest, the more transparent, the more in a space of integrity, the more in a space of service, the more I delivered what they needed to hear and not what the industry, not what my company told me to tell them to hear. That was the difference that made the difference. You know, the company that uh, I had aligned with in sales, you know, we grew exponentially and I continued to get promoted and continued to get promoted and I never ever had a doubt that I couldn't do whatever it was I put my heart into doing. They kept promoting me and it just kept being simple because I kept developing in myself. Remember, what we feed grows and what we starve dies, good and bad. And because I continued to develop myself, success, growth, empowerment, climbing the ladder, both in corporate and in success and in money, became simple, became very easy. You know, and I never, ever looked backwards. I never had that doubt creep into my head until it did. And see, I remember being on this journey of development and I had never been around politics before. And if you've never experienced corporate politics, I'm going to tell you you're a blessed soul because it is horrific. Corporate politics is something that I wish on no one. And I kind of got caught in the middle. I became a tug of war in a huge corporate political situation. And I kept getting pulled and kept getting pulled. And no matter what I did, no matter what I said, it wasn't good for either side. And it was inevitable I was going to be a casualty. I knew. I knew I was going to end up paying on this. Do you hear how my state, my mindset shifted? I went from being invincible to invisible. I went from knowing I could do anything to worrying about stability and security. And then 9-11 happened. And well, 9-11 really hit the industry I was in really hard. And when it hit that industry hard, I became a statistical casualty. And you know what? I focused on when it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. It was inevitable. There were people who were making as much as me and not as capable as me. They didn't have the knowledge that I had, but they played the political game. 
and they made as much or more than me, and they were kept. So I have to sit back and ask myself, how much of my reality did I create? How much of my reality did I focus on? Did I end up creating that inevitable? See, we can dwell on what it is we don't want to happen, or we can dwell on what it is we do want to happen. Which then, after 9-11 and, you know, the rampage of news and media and the economy and just everything tanking, I knew it was going to be hard to get a job. And I actually actualized that. I created that. Every interview I went on, People were telling me, we'd love to hire you, however the economy's hurting. We'd love to hire you, but we're not going to because you could replace us. You're overqualified. I just kept hearing it and hearing it until I ended up creating my own job. I bought a distressed company and I built it. I built it from bankruptcy to seven figures. And you know what? That business partner and I didn't get along. We didn't see eye to eye, and I kept waiting for that shoe to drop. You heard me. I knew something bad was going to happen. Remember, what we focus on grows. And I kept waiting for that shoe to drop and waiting for that shoe to drop. I really wasn't a fan of the industry I was in. It was so far outside my passion. It was something to do. And... I really didn't like it and the inevitable happened. I woke up with 16 cents in the bank. He took everything from me. And I have to tell you hindsight's 2020 because reality is that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Waking up in a situation where I had everything before I went to bed and had nothing when I woke up, although it was a very painful process. It really made me realize that I was the common denominator in things that continued to go south for me. And I really got to step back and ask myself, what am I doing? Now I'm in the middle of bankruptcy. And I allowed myself to really dig deep. I didn't have the money. I don't know how I did this. I do know how I did this. I found a way. I hired another coach. And when I hired a coach, she called me on the carpet. She called me on the carpet about the itty bitty shitty committee. I kept showing up like a victim. I kept thinking like a victim. I kept asking myself, what, what's going to happen next? And because I kept looking at that direction, because I kept looking at things from a negative perspective, guess what I kept creating? Negative things. Until I really realized I'm the common denominator in everything good that happens, and I'm the common denominator in everything bad that happens. So I realized what I focus on grows. What I feed grows and what I starve dies. So I started calling bullshit on bullshit. I started really putting the itty bitty shitty committee at bay. I really dug in and started realizing that the only time that lack of worth, that self-doubt, that self-judgment, kicked in was when I was not in a producing mindset. When I was sitting back, scrambling for excuses, 
looking for every reason why I couldn't do what it is I needed, wanted, or desired to do. Anytime I stopped being productive, anytime I was outside of really producing results, that's when the itty bitty shitty committee got the loudest. That's when the self-doubt crept up. That's when it got really loud, which then would paralyze my self-worth. It would then create this whole committee meeting about how success was impossible. And I realized that when I did move forward, when I did support myself, when I did have a plan, when I did take action, when I was allowing myself to be productive, when I was dwelling over what it was I wanted to happen, as opposed to what it was I didn't want to happen, success became inevitable. Success became easy. Success became simple. Success became a choice. Because reality is, that entire journey I just shared with you, I had tools to fall back on. I had tools to get myself out of any disempowering state. And I chose to not deploy them. And that's the beautiful thing. Because change happens in a second, and it's the second you allow for it to happen. When I stopped dwelling on what it was I didn't want to happen, and I allowed myself to dwell on what it was I did want to happen, and when I had clarity on a plan and accountability and all my blind spots had eyes on it because I had a coach, and every time I made money, I put it back into myself. I joined a group coaching program. I joined a mastermind. I kept inserting myself in environments that had all eyes on me because I knew that what I fed grew and what I starved died. And if I starved the doubt, it would go away. And if I fed the movement, the productivity, the development, the focus, then I'd create what it was I always wanted to create. So I'm going to tell you, I've had highs and lows. I've had the zero to hero to zero to hero. I know what it takes to make success. I know what it takes to create success. I have a belief that there's no such thing as a self-made millionaire because reality is I'd never be here if it wasn't for the coaches, the masterminds, the accountability partners, the networking partners, the referral partners, employees, teams, contractors that I've hired. I've created the level of success today because I've allowed myself to believe in myself. I have fed my capabilities and I have starved my doubts. Remember, what you focus on grows and what you starve dies. Allow yourself to stop dwelling over what you're worried about and start dwelling over what you're dreaming about. Your success is important to me and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, 
I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.